let's look at our Bibles and I, 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 let's go to let's go to Psalm 37. Now I know my natural bent is to teach, so I'm going to try not to just override everything else that, <laughs> that, I, that may need to happen in this service because I could end up going teaching for the next hour. And if that's right, I'm going to do that. Okay, we, we understand that. But uh, <laughs> just warning you, don't go easy on me. <laughs> Keep a pull there, you know, on the Spirit, on the Spirit of God, because He wants to help us. Uh, so how do you know that? I know that just because when we started lifting up our hands, after about five minutes, I start seeing. Well, not always, but at this time, five minutes in, I start seeing things. Okay, and I don't mean an open vision. Uh, you know, I don't mean necessarily as clear as I see you, but I, I perceive. Right. I see things inside. And I see that sometimes there's issues that God wants to do something in people's lives, and sometimes they even are seeking that, but there's something that needs to turn, something that needs to change inside. Okay, I know that's kind of figurative language I don't mean to sound ozony or just theoretical uh, because that can mean different things for different people that's why it can't be specifically identified for everybody okay but but this 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 is something Psalm 37 you're already there but let me catch up uh, Psalm 37 let's look here verse 3 it says trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness that's good, isn't it? Feed on what? His faithfulness. You know the reason that we can be faithful? Is because He's faithful. Come on now. Don't, don't remind the Lord of how good you are. <laughs> be reminded of how, he, how good He is. He said, delight yourself also in the Lord. What should we do? Delight. Delight. That sounds happy. <laughs> it sounds like... You're having a good time in Him. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you, He will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give it to you. What? If we delight ourselves in the Lord, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Does anybody have an Amplified Bible? Can you give it? Can you give it to me? Just temporarily, I'll, I'll give it back in a few days. <laughs> Thanks. Let's see. <laughs> oh, there's the word I was looking for. Okay, verse five. <laughs> I thought it was one of those verses. Um, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. It says, roll and repose each care of your load on him. So, you know, then it goes on to say, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident. Also trust in him and he will bring it to pass. I want you to notice that committing our way to the Lord means sometimes uh, what it's trying to communicate there is is more than just well, I'm committed to the Lord. I'm committed to Him. You know, I, I'm a true believer. I'm going to live for God. And those are all good statements. But when you add this on, uh has to do with rolling your load over on Him. All right, I'll give you this back a couple days early. 
roll your load over on him. Okay, now now watch. What can that be? If my getting the desire of my heart from him, if I, my getting that fulfilled is not a problem on his end of giving it, but according to that verse, it could be something that there is something in me, a load. <laughs> there is a load of worry, of care, a load of of um, things that are uh, that I've got that are troubling me. Things from life doesn't mean they're not real. In fact, a hundred percent of us have to deal with this at different times. We've just got stuff we're so burdened down, and so we're carrying the worries and cares of things. What does the Lord want us to do? Say, well, He wants me to receive the desire of my heart. Yes, but you know sometimes in His desire for you to have your desire, that He's not going to talk to you about your desire, that He will talk to us about the load. Hmm. Well, I'm just believing God for this, and the Lord's not saying anything to me about that. That's because there's something in the way. And what happens is when we delight ourselves in Him, and this, I say, how do I delight? Well, some of it is uh, is just what we're doing. We just tell Him, Lord, I'm glad in You. Oh, I'm so happy in You. I, I gain my pleasure from being in relationship, being able to fellowship with You. I delight in You. And when a person does that, especially if they'll do it for a period of time, what happens to the load? (laughs) It rolls away. (laughs) Like some used to say, like water off a duck's back. (laughs) You know, and we find that when we praise Him, when we delight and glorify ourselves in Him, we trust in our, what's the scripture there? Trust in Him and commit our way to Him. What are we committing? We're committing... um, Oftentimes, we're committing to not have that other junk be there between he and us. I commit my way to you. I'm not committing to this problem. I'm not committing to whatever it is. Okay? And so what I see is the Lord, again, helping us to get free from some stuff that hinders us from receiving the good stuff. It's a trade. It's a trade. And, uh, you know, it, it's an exchange. We, you, you know, remember the scripture from Isaiah? If you'll wait upon the Lord, your strength will be renewed. Now, I don't have the definitions, all those words in front of me, but I can recall someone told me once that that word means to exchange. All right, you'll have to look that up for yourself if you want to. Uh but when our strength is renewed, that means our strength is changed for His strength. See, oftentimes when we, when we receive something from God, there is a giving up of something in us. And that's a good thing because what we give up compared to what we're getting is no equal trade. Usually what that's called is, I give up junk and I get the good stuff. <laughs> Amen. You went into, God came to your garage sale, (laughs) took your junk, you went into his mall, 
and got the good stuff. And when we come before Him, this is what we're doing. Okay? When we say, Lord, I'm trusting you for, and you, you fill in the blank. I'm believing God for, you fill in the blank. Okay, what are we giving to Him? Now, not as a, well, you got to pay me for it. No, i got to give to Him or roll over on Him the thing that is in the way because it needs to be displaced. Oftentimes, there's not just an empty hole there for that need to be filled. There's something else. It might be, again, that load, that worry, that care, that fear. It might be something that God wants to, or it could be other things now. It could be something that we've set up as too important in our lives, and God wants to remove it so He can fill it. Remove the gunk so you can get some stuff. Amen. Get, 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 get some good things from the Lord. All right? And so, we take, and so we, we take time to thank Him and praise Him, and stuff's moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I really believe that one of the reasons just like we're talking about one of the reasons that we're called as believers to worship and to praise God uh, is the very reason that if if we don't do it then there is something else that is getting the attention that God's supposed to have does that make sense in other words human beings are designed to worship there's something in us that says that wants to worship and uh, and when the Lord says give it to me how many understand that's not all about God in the sense that he needs it he's he's God before during and after our worship or if it never happens he's still God and self-sustaining and self-satisfying I mean, he doesn't get depressed if you don't pray. <laughs> Amen. He's not like the insecure spouse. <laughs> well, how come you're not talking to me? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> no, he's still God. And he's still the same. Amen. Oh. But what happens now is if he's not getting that place, that worship in our lives, something is. And anything else or anyone else will hurt us. If any other person takes that place, that God place in our lives or in our heart, uh, takes the place of him or anything, whether it's material, whether it's an activity, whatever it is, then it's going to end up hurting us. Because we, that's just bad news. I mean, it's called idol worship in the Bible. Remember idol worship? It's not just the little statues anymore. It's not just the golden calves anymore. But what is it? It's other stuff. And it's other people. And it's relationships. And it's all kinds of uh, material things. And whatever else it is, this fixes it. Or at least gets it on the way out. What, what do I say this? This delighting in Him. This taking time to praise Him. This shifts things around in your life so they're in order, so they're right. 
That's, that's why oftentimes in the middle of a, quote, worship service, whether it's the worship or the word or whatever, you know, ministry, prayer, whatever we're doing, that's why in those places it's very common for people to get direction about their life to change things. To change, you've been spending too much time in this area, and people will get that in service. They go like this, or they, you know, and it's not just physical, not just about raising hands, but they're looking to the Lord. They're give, they give their ear to Him. That's delighting in Him. When they do that, He is getting permission to come in and shift things around in your life. He can see everything that's in its proper place and everything that's not. If we are ever finding ourselves dissatisfied, we're living, and there's just something missing, man. There's just something that doesn't seem right. Something's out of whack. It is, because listen, you're, never done, you're not designed to live that way. God never created us to be frustrated. You know, just live a hundred years on the earth and, and just be frustrated half the time. You know, just kind of be grumpy. And just can't wait to get out. That's not the will of God. I think we, all, we would all acknowledge that mentally. That can't be the will of God. <laughs> you know, I know a woman, newer, I guess, a um, while back. But she, um, she was, uh, I don't know what age, not super old, 50, 60. What, what's everyone laughing at? I said not. Did you think I said old? I'm just trying to guess her age. Are some of you 50s and 60s getting offended? <laughs> You're just frustrated, huh? <laughs> Some of <laughs> just children, huh, Bob? <laughs> anyway, let me finish my story. But she, uh, this this lady got this lady got cancer, and and she was a full gospel type of person. You know what I mean by that? You know, believe in healing and all the good stuff <laughs> and uh, but she didn't want anyone to pray for her she told everyone don't pray for me because she knew the reality of healing and she didn't want to be healed because she wanted to go to heaven now in one sense I understand I mean if someone really has a revelation of heaven it's like what am I doing here <laughs> You know, there's some of the testimonies I've heard. Maybe you've heard some of people who have, you know, died and come back or had a vision or something of heaven. I mean, that's very common, the word, is uh, they'll say to the Lord, I don't want to leave here. And he said, you got to go back. You're not done. You're not done. you got to go back. Well, once you get there, you don't want to go back. But this person, I don't think, had ever had that, that I know of. Uh, but she just was done. <laughs> and I thought, she's done too soon. Now, again, you know, she's in heaven today. She did die. Went to heaven. She's laughing. Uh, but I wonder, what's going on in a person's life being so young? <laughs> being so young. 
to want this thing to end already. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just think it's not the will of God. It's not God's plan that we're, you know, just halfway through, so to speak, and we're just so fed up with this that all we can think about is heaven. And uh, hmm, something's out of order. Doesn't mean they're a bad person, not saved, not forgiven, nothing like that. Something's out of order in life. Not a spiritual thing, more of a heart thing. What I'm talking about? Uh, there's, There's something in their life that's, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and so they feel out of place. They feel frustrated, feel like something's wrong. All right? Maybe it's, well, the Lord's faithful to deal with us. Know this. The Lord is faithful to deal with us and show us if there are things that are out of order. He loves us, and so He'll show us. No one goes through their life in the wrong place. A Christian now. They have already given their heart to the Lord. No one goes through life as a believer that's in the wrong place, and the Lord never deals with them to get in the right place. If we are living continually in a mode of dissatisfaction and frustration, somewhere along the line, we ignored some things he was doing and saying to us. Hmm. We ignored it. We ignored it. Say, well, what if I did, and now I don't remember what it was? It's time to, he's, you know, he's faithful. He loves us. It's time to delight ourselves in him. Come on now, he'll, he'll tell you again. He'll deal with you again. And if there's things, some things out of place, that's why we do this. Oh, Lord, I just love you today. I just praise you. I magnify you. Make that a practice in your life. Don't let it be a, don't let it be a, a strange thing out of your mouth to say, glory to God. I mean, you used to cuss without even thinking. Hmm. I mean, without even thinking twice, just let it fly. How about we act saved? <laughs> just without even thinking about it. Glory to God. Oh, God, you're so good. Oh, I just delight myself in you. Oh, I just love you, Lord. Come on now. We're giving him an opportunity to shift, to make some adjustments in us so that we can receive and have our the desires of our heart fulfilled. Yay, God. Let's go to Psalm. Here I go, huh? <laughs> Psalm 150. You got anything? (laughs) You think we ought to go to Psalm 150, huh? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I delight myself in you, Lord. Sometimes it just comes out like a song. the Lord fills me up I delight myself in you Lord (laughs) come on now Psalm Psalm 150 it says praise the Lord do you know that was in the Bible (laughs) if we ever come in these meetings and just say praise the Lord that's scriptural (laughs) you can't say well why do you say that it's, the, it's in the Bible. It says, Praise God in His sanctuary. 
praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. You know, a lot of these things you could, you could camp out on and just focus. Like when the Bible says praise him for his mighty acts. For his mighty acts. Think of an act of God. Not like the world defines it. I don't mean a hurricane. <laughs> Those are not really acts of God. Uh, uh, but think of an act of God. Whether it's something you've seen in Scripture or something you've seen in your life. What is an act of God you can praise Him for? Because the Bible tells us to praise Him for His acts. For what He has done. And so you focus on that. And if He's done something for you. You know, a friend of mine who pastors another church in another state. He, he did it in one of his services uh, earlier this year. Maybe you've heard of someone doing this. I've thought about thought about it uh, for here sometime. But they did, um, might have been on Easter or something like that, cardboard testimonies. I don't know if you've ever heard of cardboard testimonies. But what they did is everyone or however many people wanted to, or I don't know how they did this, in their church, they all had a big piece of cardboard you know, kind of big like that. And and they wrote on one side what they were. For some of them, it was like, for some of them, because I, I watched the video of what they did, but some of them, it was cancer, stage four cancer. You know, for some of them, it was angry and bitter. For some, it was broke, unable to pay the bills. Uh, some of them, it was marriages some of it, it was emotional stuff it was it just all kinds of different things and they write their problem in you know just a couple, few words on one side and on the other side was their answer or the way things were now you know the other side said given a clean bill of health or you know marriage restored or you know used to be bitter and upset and angry now I'm happy and free <laughs> and what they did in the service is people walked around onto the uh, onto their platform and they held up their sign they didn't say anything and then they flipped it over and then they went on and they stood there and this pe- person after person came up and they showed what they were and what they and what they are now and what God had done in their lives okay why do I bring that up now we are supposed to praise him for his mighty acts what kind of scoundrel were you <laughs> Or what, or, or what sickness was it? Or what, pro, what relational problem was it? Or what, what was it? Amen. Praise Him for it. Now, I know some might think, I know, but I don't have the other side of the board yet. Yes, you do. You do on something. Hmm. Maybe you don't in everything. But you do on something. Stop focusing on what you don't have. And start being thankful full of praise for what God has already done, what you've already seen completed in your life. Uh, The vast majority of us, we could be as simple as lost, found. (laughs) And if our praise time was just centered on that, it was good. It was enough to do some shifting. Hmm. Because I know one thing that always goes along with God did it before is God can do it again. Yeah. 
And whenever we acknowledge something in the past, man, it sets us up for He's the same today. Oh, just like He was a year ago or 20 years ago. He'll do it for me. And you know the same thing is true? Is if God can do it for you, I'm riding off of that one. You know, if I hear that God did something for someone else and the the other side of my board is still blank, but you came up and I saw, oh, done in you. God's no respecter of persons. <laughs> and if he did it for one, he'll, he, did it for, he did it for all. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Just like I heard the testimony of one person, they, uh, someone got something they were tra- praying for. It was, a, it was a car or something, some material thing they were praying for. And I think it was a, a vehicle. And uh, they were showing this other guy or this other guy heard about it, something like that. And he just started shouting. He just started getting all excited. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I mean, he was genuinely and truly thankful for what this other person got from the Lord. And, 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 and so why was he that way? I guess he, he said something to this effect, basically. He said, I just know I'm in the same line that you are. I mean, you just—you were just up in front of me a little bit, but I'm in the same line. So what's happened to you is about to happen to me, huh? And how many know it's scriptural for the body of Christ to rejoice when someone else is blessed? Yay! And so the word goes on to say here, uh, verse three: Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Anybody play the trumpet? All right, you're excused from that one then. <laughs> Praise him with the lute and harp. I mean, the lute, that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and the harp, you know. Yeah, I think you're getting the point here, though. Uh, with, uh, praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Basically, you can praise God with instruments, can't you? You can praise God with horns and guitars and, you know, keyboards and, you know, whatever. Flutes, lutes, <laughs> oboes. Uh, you can praise the Lord with music. But what are we supposed to do? And with everything that has breath, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Are you breathing? God's called you to be a call, called you to praise Him called you to magnify him let something ha- let god do something in you by allowing junk to be displaced and we can come in and at times i know this there's times when i got stuff to take care of <laughs> and it can be a load and i recognize that i know better <laughs> i know better i'm not supposed to be carrying this I'm not supposed to be weighted down by this. I'm not supposed to be losing sleep because of anything. huh? So what do I do? I need to go have something moved in me. I need to have that thing roll off of me. How do I do that? I'm going to go delight in Jesus. I just need to get alone. And I need to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you for what you've done. I praise you for you are a mighty God. I th- and just stay there for a little bit. Let my mind be occupied. Let my heart be moved by Him. And when I'm done, that junk is out of the way. 
All the gunk and bunk is out of the way. Now God can do something for me. Now he can give me what I need. Now he can do this thing. But if I don't do that, it's clogged up. Hmm. He wants to do it, but there's something in the way. Not because he's lacking ability, but because he doesn't force things on us. We've got to make room. We've got to give place. We've got to accept what he wants to do. While we're in our Bibles, let's take a look at Philippians chapter 2. And then then we'll... We'll, we'll be doers of the word and we'll praise the Lord a little bit more. Thank you, Lord. And allow God to do exactly what He wants us to, wants to, to do. We're prepping ourselves. You know? You've been going around through the dryer picking up lint. <laughs> Got to get your filter cleaned. We've been walking through the world, you know, dealing with the stuff of this world. Got to get that knocked off. Doesn't affect your relationship with God, and affect your salvation, but sometimes it affects our ability to receive from Him. It's just constant input, input from the world, junk. You know, some of it comes from other people, and some of the things we got to deal with. But let's t- take time and get it off. Where should we read? Verse 14, Philippians 2:14. It says, do all things without complaining and disputing. Is that, is that a good word? You know, you know, think about it for a moment. If I'm praising the Lord, then I'm not praising my problem. And it helps us to make that shift. I know we would never really say, that, say it that way, but oftentimes we praise the problem. We talk about it. You know, a guy I know... Uh, Dr. Stewart, he's ministered here, but it's been a while. Um, one day, he was in his room, and Jesus walked into his room, open vision, talked to him about some things he wanted him to do. And uh, one of the things, though, before the Lord ended that, Dr. Stewart said he asked the Lord, he said, he said, Lord, what's the difference between um, uh, between praise and worship? And he said, the Lord told him, he said, whatever you talk about, you praise. And whoever you talk to, you worship. In other words, when you talk about the Lord, you're praising him. When you talk to him, you're worshiping him. And that also gave, gave some light about how much Christians talk about the devil. Oh, the devil this and the devil that and demons this and demons that and spend all our time talking about and talking to the devil. Got to watch out. Might actually be magnifying him. Hmm. We don't want to walk out of church demon conscious, devil conscious. We want to walk out God conscious. I'm aware of him. I'm aware of his faithfulness and his goodness toward me. And uh, uh, anyway, when I praise him, when I give God praise, I'm not praising my problem. I'm actually making, I'm magnifying him as the answer. Okay, For, uh, let's see. Do all things without complaining and disputing. That also is the answer there. I can't complain when I'm praising him. Now, don't call complaining praising. Oh, i just been spending time with the Lord. 
<laughs> what have you been talking about? <laughs> what have you been doing with the Lord? Uh, you know, oftentimes it's just rehearsing our problems. Telling them what's wrong. Telling them about this person. Telling about this situation. Listen, that ought to take very f- short time. All right, if there's issues, he already knows about them, so get through them quick. You know, pretend like, you know, you're, you're a call-in on a radio show. <laughs> They've got a hard break coming up, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard, listened to some of these, and, and people will start going on and on. They'll say, get to the point. <laughs> they say, I've only got a short period of time here. They want them to get to the point. Well, when it comes to the problem, God's not having to have a time limit, but we do. Okay? So don't sp- if you've got ten minutes to pray, don't spend nine of it talking about the problem. Don't rehearse the issue. But get to the problem real quick. Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. This is the situation. But now I thank you that you are my strength and you are my portion. You are the God who's faithful, who has promised, who also will perform. And, and begin to get into praise mode. Begin to, begin to thank him. You know, make requests and then thank, give him thanks for all that he's done. If you're doing that, you're not complaining and disputing. All right? Because that's contrary to the life of praise. One of the reasons we take time and we do this and we praise the Lord is to get rid of complaining and disputing because you can't do both. Hmm? It's kind of like when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And probably many of you have been, right? How many have been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Majority. Uh, when someone's baptized in the Spirit, I don't know if you've helped lead other people in the baptism of the Spirit. I have many times. Um, but sometimes you'll have a person who will Um, you know you'll pray with them lay hands on them receive the Holy Spirit just like they did in the Bible and they'll start saying oh hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus praise the Lord (laughs) and and, and what you have to do sometimes is say (laughs) hush you can't speak in two languages at once you know because they're trying to speak in tongues they're wanting to but yet they're saying all this other stuff and you can't do both at the same time (laughs) it's like okay one or the other here so you get them to stop and hook up to a different flow because they're speaking out of their mind but Jesus said out of your heart will flow and so they got to stop from here and let it come up out of your belly will flow rivers of living water and and same thing is true with praise or complain I'm complaining they come from different locations the flesh likes to complain flesh likes to pick out problems and identify annoying people and and uh, you know listen even even government stuff uh, if I don't know if you're ever annoyed with the government I am huh there's just a lot of stupid things that people do all right but listen now as a believer I can't be too too preoccupied with that and honestly I have to catch myself probably a lot of you do don't let yourself be caught up unless it's your job and you're in politics and you got to think about this all the time and deal with it I understand that but uh, other than that you know get focused on on good things hmm don't listen to all the radio shows for hours and hours at a time and when you're done you just want to hit somebody <laughs> amen I'm not saying this that they're wrong you know I'm 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 just saying uh, where's the flow coming from in your life is it all external 
Is it all visual, what we're perceiving from the physical realm? Because a lot of that's negative. Is it even the flesh that's leading us? Or do we take time to close that off, focus on Him? Lord, I praise you, because that's a different location. As you take time, you'll start to recognize, oh, that's coming up out of the inside of me. That's coming up by the Spirit of God. That's coming up, yeah. Just like, again, when someone gets filled with the Spirit, we know, many of you know this, but whether you had this personal experience or not, but uh, I have with many people, is you pray for them, you lay hands on them to, and say, receive the Holy Spirit, and, and they'll say, something's trying to come out. Uh, sometimes they'll say, there's like a stir in here. Not all, not all the time. It doesn't have to happen that way. But it, it, show, it just identifies certain things come from different locations. The way that God works things in, in our lives is from the inside out. Even if someone, if I lay hands on you and the power of God comes on you strong, you'll recognize at the very same time there's something in you stirring. It's not just original. It's not all external. The enemy works that way. Hmm. And again, I don't disagree with something coming on you, but there'll always be an anointing within that will bear witness to. And you'll know it's the same thing. Just like uh, it's, it's frequently happening, I can tell it's happening in some right now. But as someone like myself or others speak the Word of God, and there's, a, there's an anointing on it, there's an inspiration on it, you'll, look, you'll notice inside that something in you is going, hmm. I don't know how, I mean, don't take that literally, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> if you can write that down, give it to me later. <laughs> but there's something inside that's, that's turning. I mean, again, don't take the word turn literal. It's just something stirred in you. There's a witness. There's a, there's a, a burning. There's a fire inside that says, you know the same spirit that I'm speaking by is the spirit inside of you. Oh, and this is so valuable. In fact, this is how the Scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 2 how we can know when someone's telling us something bogus. Because they had people coming in and teaching all kinds of funky stuff that wasn't true. He said, you've got an anointing, an unction. You've got something from the Holy One, chapter 2 and verse 20, and you know all things. It's when I recognize that, ooh, the Spirit of God is teaching me, revealing to me, showing me. When I've, get, when I've got that witness, I'm running with it. If I don't, if someone stands up and, stands up and prophesies, yay, yay, my little children, and, uh, and they prophesy, and there's nothing, I'm not going to concern myself with it. If I have a big... Eh, you know, big red light, big check, like, oh, it just makes me feel sick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I'm going to say, not only am I not going to do anything with that, that's wrong. You know, that's either, that's the devil or something. That's bad. Uh, but when I get that green light, that witness, come on now. If you get that, don't set it aside. Grab hold and run with it because you know it's God speaking to you. It's God dealing with you. And if I, if I deal properly with that, what happens? Something in me, God moved it. He moved me. He did something in me so that I can now receive of Him. So my life can be in a line with His perfect will and plan. So that 
that peace that's supposed to be ours in walking with him every day I can I can have that now whatever was in there is adjusted it's turned it's moved out of the way and there's a place for more thank you Lord God is good we didn't read the what I planned to read yet uh, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless now it's not talking about your spirit there it's talking about your flesh that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world and so us in the midst just like they were it's true today in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation what happens well if we're not complaining and grumbling and disputing uh, then we are able to shine as lights in the world now as a child of God I am the light the Bible didn't just say Jesus is the light of the world he said we are okay I am the light of the world you are the light of the world if I if I'm the light but I'm grumbling and complaining I got this going on I'm dim you know what I'm talking about but he said do all things without so that you can be this way so that in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation so that in the midst of darkness you stand out like a healed thumb in the midst of all this junk if we're not acting like them and getting down in the gutter and spewing all kinds of complaining and and, and all that stuff rather praise rather thanksgiving then we're far different in our day especially in our day we need to stand out we need to stand out now it's not physical that we stand out we're in disguise I mean, we look like just we just look like everybody else, right? But they, we are supposed to stand out. How? Everyone, here's one way. It's right in the context. There. Everyone else is grumbling. Everyone else is fussing and complaining, talking about how the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And here we are saying, Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't mean just by Christian lingo, but we are just thankful. We just focus on the positive. We praise the Lord in the midst of. Uh, dire circumstances it makes us stand out someone stabs us in the back we turn around and smile right (laughs) isn't it easy to say amen in church (laughs) because we can't you know the world it's not like the world remember what Jesus taught over in uh, Matthew 5 and Luke 6 uh, how he taught that uh, even the world if you do good to them they'll do good back to you in my own my own paraphrase there you love them they'll love you what's the, what's the big deal about that no big deal the world shows love that way what's different about us is he said but you love your enemy huh oh that's how we stand out though when someone trips you and you get up smiling oh your foot was accidentally sticking out there let me help you with that when people do you wrong in business rip you off we get a chance to shine don't we or we get a chance to look like everybody else we get a chance to complain and grumble and fuss or 
we get a chance to be thankful for what the Lord has done. You're not liking that too much, so. <laughs> I know the Lord wants to get things to people. You want to have them, He wants you to have them. It's true. You know, even, even over there in James, book of James chapter 4, remember, I don't know if you recall some of the language there, He talked to them about um, how they did not have because they did not ask. And they asked and they didn't get it because they asked them they asked wrong they may consume it upon their own lusts it's interesting people take that all as a negative but the goal that God was wanting to get to he was trying to tell them how they could have stuff and how they were just going about it wrong but he desired for them to have stuff is could it be true that God wants us to receive from him things spiritual things answers things things physical relational does he want us to have absolutely and so what he talks to us about, what he deals with us about, are things that need to adjust so that his will can be accomplished in us, so that we can receive. If you've not received something from the Lord that you want, never let that be a period. Don't, put, don't end that sentence. It's not over with him. If you're alive and kicking, then this is not finished yet. Never end the sentence. Close the book. If I haven't received it yet, I need to be listening. Not just continuing to butt my head up against the wall. Praise Him. Delight in Him. And whatever needs to move, the Lord can help then. So that thing gets moved out of the way. So His will is accomplished, which is the desires of my heart are fulfilled. I delight in Him.